Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself Pete here and got Dixon sweating it up in the Caribbean. Oh, my Lord. Yes. My Lord. I tell you what, it looks like uh, hurricane season's been pretty mild for y'all so far. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of storms, but we didn't have a single hurricane, thank God. That's probably because like that, that El Nino is trying to keep you safe this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I already got I already got the taste for a cold breeze because it's coming around the corner. That's one of the good Not things so about climate change is we're template. So we're, we're changing from tropical to template soon, and then we're going to have snow in like 30 years. <laughs> hey, you know... Why not? Let's do it. I'll I'll take some snow. I love I love snow, man. Oh, so, okay. you're you're gonna be glacial. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, nomads um, did it. I'll do it. But yeah, we're talking today. We're gonna do it on uh, kind of. It's kind of interesting because a lot of podcasts are doing this. I, I wouldn't call what we're doing tournament prep because it's more like also just flushing out the faction and like in the gaining grounds and. You know, when the tournament packet for Houston GT comes out, we'll, you know, start doing more of that specifically. But since I moved to Arcanist for a bit, I've been looking at most of the keywords. I've been trying to see what situations I like them in, you know, which ones I like to take wide, which ones are good to bubble up in. And Dixon's been getting ready with his Neverborn to for specific events. And instead of playing just random keywords, you've kind of really shrunk it down to your few favorite masters and really getting in some hard reps with them i have so far four really solid keywords that i'm working with uh, i'm trying to see if i can find two more uh i am aiming for in scorpius i might actually need help because i don't have all of the keywords <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that'd be it that'll definitely be interesting and so we're kind of going to talk about some of the keywords that we've been grinding with, some of the things that we've learned, and then, yeah, just kind of go from there, just some of our thoughts, even with some of the models that we've been trying here and there and some of the tech pieces. So this one will be a good one for anybody that's trying to really flush out, you know, what they're going to bring into co competition or just in general, how you figure out which which keywords that you like to play. Do you have like an effing rooster going off right now? Welcome to Puerto Rico. I told you, man, we got like random animals. And that rooster's going to get eaten by a dog if it keeps going. <laughs> he doesn't know it, but he's going to be some dog's like, dinner. Don't you live like in a town, <laughs> like a city? I I live in a town. I live in a <laughs> it's a small town. It's called Guanica. If anybody wants to come to Puerto Rico, it's super cheap. There you go. But before we get into that, make sure that you're checking us out. You can do that on Twitter. You can also look at us on YouTube. Uh, just put out a bat rep going to work on another one that was kind of short because I was testing out, uh, Damien and Dixon did some cool things with Titania. So that one will be coming out here soon. Uh, and then finally you can check us out on the discord. And if you want to support us directly, you can do that. Patreon.com slash rage quit wire, where you can support us for as little as a dollar. 
And you can also, if you buy stuff through Weird's web store, you can support the podcast through there by using our link, which is give us your money, please. Thank you. Dash weird dot com slash rage quit wire. And a little bit of that gets kicked back to the podcast. And that's definitely appreciated. So prepping for this kind of tournament season and trying to figure out what fits our play styles and what doesn't. Uh, I've been, like I said, focused on Arcanist. You're focused on Neverborn. So I'm also in building up my muscle memory, which yeah. is one of the things I wanted to talk about today. Okay, well, let's kind of talk about muscle memory in general, like getting those reps. So uh, specifically, what have you been trying to do playing back in your, your home of Neverborn there, Dixon? So a lot of things in Malifaux are positioning, right? Yep. We 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 talk about it, we say it, and a whole bunch of the, the higher level players, they just have like either natural positioning for everything that's necessary and they know this is this and stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of like when I'm playing Sandeep and knowing what my mantras do, how far I have to be, how far I can put a model, stuff like that. Yes, I, you have, I remember from the first few games to now you just naturally put everything within like six inches of yourself and not within blast distance of each other because i see you like they're more than two and some inch they're more than like they're within six like everything is like and, and it doesn't look like a small bubble it looks like you sprawled out yep. like a good 13 or 14 inches from each other but like everything has a reason for it right yep so and we just fine-tune that every single time we play that's what i mean by by muscle memory now muscle memory is not always good because <laughs> this is the reason why i wanted to talk about it i put the emissary in like just like 12 inches away from your master uh damien the one that like can remove armor basically yeah and i put her uh in cover quote unquote and i was like yeah, she's safe. She's defense and willpower. I mean, she's defense seven technically against guns and willpower six with a cover. And nothing in Damien one is a gun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> what have I done? And that's what I mean by like muscle memory. It's like I naturally did that. I actually didn't think about it too hard. I was just like, put her in cover, do this, make sure that like everything is like, you know, layered up, uh, concealment, blah, 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 blah. Like I just kept doing that. And I almost lost her. I think it was like you you did something like six damage to her or some shit. Yeah. I don't remember. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, muscle memory is good, but you definitely need to sometimes pause for a second because I was playing a game with Sandeep last night and I almost lost my fire golem because I got I, I kind of muscle memoried it up a little too far. And that allowed Maw 2 to kind of just blast slash pull it into her crew and i was like oh this was a mistake and then i had to draw off the flame to teleport back to my crew that way i could heal it up and concentrate and all that fun sand deep stuff um yep. if you haven't played against sand deep too it does a lot of like it it, it can pull its stuff out of like back into positioning pretty quick it's pretty hard to kidnap stuff out of that sand deep crew yep so yep. you have to basically have a model completely out 10 inches, I think, 10 or 11 inches. Yeah, and then you can't actually, yeah. Oh, I can't rescue him anymore. Crap. <laughs> yeah, I would have to like run Kandara up and <laughs> go snatch it back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, muscle memory is good, definitely, because it when you're playing in a tournament specifically and you're trying to shave off time, when you don't have to reference your cards, like my turn one was Sandeep, I think 
at this point, I don't have to look at the cards. Like, yeah. I don't have to look at it for the abilities and mantras. I don't have to look at it for the actions that I'm doing turn one because usually I'm not doing like specific like melee attacks and stuff yet because it's usually yep. not getting that engaged. I'm usually just doing like Aetheric control to put all these blasts and shockwaves out. Uh, so usually, honestly, turn one Sandeep, I have very fast now because I have the reps, I have the muscle memory, I know what I generally need for my TNs. And uh, yeah, it gets it going pretty quick. Yep, yep. It, it's, it, how can I say this? When clock is going, because like, I think we only have like 67 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly from the packet that Doug has up already, uh, it says 67 minutes per player, and then we have a share clock of 15 minutes in between. Yeah. And that's not that much time. If you actually start looking at people playing, uh, people usually take about three hours yeah. in, in Basel. So in real life, uh, I think it's a little bit easier because your hands are faster. Yeah. But you're also more prone to mistakes. Yep. So I don't know. That's the main reason why I like muscle memory. But you also need to like be able to adapt like you did. Like like yesterday you told me that you had three models almost die. Yep. And then it came back from almost dying to like not only being fruitful in the rest of the turn or the game, but like having basically full heal. Yeah, the only one that died was the Shastar guard, uh, just because he was in a pit trap, and I was just kind of like, "Well, he's just he's a goner," but that's fine. But yeah. um, but that wasn't until like turn four. But there was times where like Sandeep was like getting pounded on by little robots and stuff, and Maul was going at him, and the mechanical pork chop was coming at him, and eventually I just he was he's back at you know seven health and had yep. shielding, and it felt good, and. Yeah, same thing with the fire elemental. You just kind of bring it back, and and there's just a lot of ways to save models, and that's where it's good to kind of that. I, I'm starting to like keywords more that are more flexible, like that, where you can be more reactionary, just because there are going to be certain situations where it's like people are going to make a play on your models, and you got to be able to react and kind of take that away from them when you can. Yeah, it's. Um... I mean, it's it's kind of hard to like rep, like represent an example because it, it just a lot of people think that healing is bad because it's like oh you're using one AP to cancel out an AP from another person, but in reality it's more like you use one or two APs to cancel out three to six. Yeah, and in your case, you can turn those cancellations into not only more actions for the future it's put points yeah. because of two models like i seen you teleport the stupid fire golem across the table to get like one vp yeah. and he's, he doesn't even attack once he's just like teleport uh you know do some dumb dumb stuff and like interact to like pass over a token or some stuff yeah and then just like grab the same fire golem that you just teleported across the table, put him back into the middle of your crew. Well, I, I say across the table, but it's like 10, 10 inches or some bullcrap. I mean, and then you just like <laughs> grab him and put him back into your crew. I'm I mean, like, I mean, he can I hate this with his bonus. He can place, <laughs> you know, like 10 inches and some change. And then, um, and then he has a five inch walk. So that, I mean, that's another, you know, so it's, he's moving about 15 and then you can just yeah. teleport him back, you know, about six inches. So, it's and his good. thing is not a defensive trigger, right? His thing is just an ability on the front of the card. Well, no, his uh, his teleport thing is a bonus action. No, no, I'm, I'm and sorry. The wind, uh, the wind golem is an ability on the front, his demise, that lets you place a uh, model four inches. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I wanted to specify the thing in the fire golem that prevents damage oh. or loses damage is an ability in yeah. front of the card, not a, re- a resistance trigger. Correct. Right? Correct. It just reduces the fire by two. To so if you damage. have no, yeah, if you have no way to remove that fire, that thing is like armor two, but better because there's no way to re- uh, ignore yeah, it at I, that point. I found like because if people know Sandeep, they're gonna try to tech him a little bit. And two of the heavy hitters are the ice golem and the metal golem. And oh. they both have armor too. So people are okay. like, oh, I'm going to bring something to ignore armor. So like going against Maw, I was like, yeah, if he brings like the rock hopper or if he brings Maw 2, it's going to ignore yeah. armor. So the fire and, and load him up was in the pool. So yeah. I was just like, yeah, there's going to be pyre everywhere. And there was, I ran out of pyre markers. That is so gross. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because like, Armor, yeah, armor piercing is one of those things that, like, the game wanted, so then they got it. But the Fire Golem is like, no, no, no. <laughs> He's one of the few models in the game can still tank through, like, armor piercing models. Yeah, he'll still go down, but, you know, it's still it's still good. It, it's just, I, the reason I don't like him is because he's not as big of a hitter as the other two. He's just, you know, three, four, five damage with his fist. So the other yep. ones hit a little yep. harder, which is sometimes you need. Yeah. So, uh, and granted, we, we've been talking about the, the fire goal and then we've been talking, but I've also been working on what keywords are going to go for which missions to the detriment yeah, of pretty much tough. everybody has. Well, to the detriment that everybody has been playing against me because, and I feel for you and, and, and Lance, because you guys have been my most repeated opponents, but every single time that I put Pandora down because of uh, freaking Garta Stash, or cursed you guys tell me the same thing i was like i can't play the game the way that i want to play the game i'm like but you can beat her like it's not yeah (laughs) she's not a big issue so pandora and i've told people this before and i've told told you this pandora is not i think people that played against her it's not that big of a deal because you just know it's going to suck a little bit and you're gonna have to work around it but the thing is if you're playing like a brand new keyword like i was playing witness for the first time and i was like Oh, I get this two-inch push that I can't do. Oh, I get a focus yeah. that doesn't do anything. <laughs> and I was like, Dixon, I can't even try any of the cool stuff. And, and that's the that's what I mean by the detriment. Because like the thing is that she is one of those masters. She's not like high tier, but she is like like for example, Jack Daw. He's also in the same yeah. thing. Except he's a little bit more efficient in my opinion. But the point is, those there are masters that make you play the game differently. Yeah, and you have to play with those rules set and you're going to beat them because at that point, then they're not that hard, but that also makes it so that you can't play the game that you're talking about, which is I'm going to do all my special abilities. Uh, the reason why Pete is saying that, by the way, it's grasping tentacles. One of the most underrated abilities in the game That sucks. cuts down on all movement, not the move stat, all movement by two. Yeah. So if you have all these like incidental movements, it's just, Oh, it's reduced by two, which most of those incidental movements are like two inches. So you're just not getting any movement off of that. Yeah. If you're playing, if you're playing with Sandeep and there's a model that's inside that bubble, they just don't get to move unless it's, uh, uh, what's the ability that gets a model that's engaged. Oh, I've got your back. That, uh, and I think you have one model with that ability. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, I need to rescue one of those six models <laughs> that area. I got your back. Yeah, most, here. <laughs> so in most situations like that, I probably would just move something in close enough to Pandora and then toss her away. So smart. That literally the smartest. But that's what I mean. Like, 
it, there are people that get mad at these masters. I think Pandora has like the highest hate. Uh, there's more so memes about her playing than any in, other playing master. against Pandora. You have to be like, there's there's three options when you play against Pandora, right? Okay. Right. Option option one is just run away. Like just don't engage yeah. this hoe. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. not always the best one, but it's if you have a crew that's good at it, you can. Uh, yeah. Option two is to uh, you could just kill Pandora. If you yeah. have the model, just kill her straight up. If you have something that can get around terrifying and your willpower is high enough, just kill her. And yep. your option three is to displace her somewhere. So that's kind of the three options I usually take when I play against her. Yes, I I think I forgot who it was, but somebody tossed Pandora into a corner of the map. That was hilarious. Was that's that like, when you when, when you and I played? No, no, no. But somebody has no. a toss Pandora. I just don't remember who it was. Oh, and that's this is another thing. Pandora hates guns, yep. like absolutely hates guns. So if you have like big melee beat sticks, she loves that because she uses your attacks against you. But if you have like a like a gun that's like a two three six, she kind of hates it because she has to focus in order to get you know that six damage. Well, but your her, guns don't. And her your guns are just like. Well, when we saw when we played, I think I was playing Hoffman, that, yeah. you know, Melissa Core was starting to smoke models down, right? And yes, I mean, you're in Corporal, but the rest of the keyword is pretty prone to just dying to guns. Uh, she's not in Corporeal. I, I was talking about the rest of your keyword. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all my minions are in Corporeal and Dorian Gray. Oh, Crow. But yeah, those are the things that are like a little bit. Uh, you have to blast into her if you have the opportunity. Yeah. And you did that. I think you did that with my poltergeist because I put him a little too close. Yep. Because I was abusing his uh, distraction aura. And you just blasted 11 damage on her. It was so. <laughs> it was pretty good. I can lie. It was gross. <laughs> I was like, this is not okay. <laughs> this is just not okay. Yeah. So it, it is definitely something where. And, you know, you got to keep that in mind, too, when you have a person that you're kind of prepping with. I think a lot of people who, you know, get themselves ready for tournaments will mm -hmm. play like specific people because, you know, your meta might not be that big or you're just more comfortable with somebody or they're, you know, competitive. So it's good. And, um, you know, I just I don't get disheartened when I play against Pandora, Titania, Zoraida, because those three keywords are t like those are tough masters, especially when yes. a person knows how to play them well. Yep, yep. You just have to know that, okay, if I can recover and play well against this, these keywords in these situations, when I'm playing a more vanilla keyword, it's going to be yeah. a lot easier for me to do the stuff I want to do. Yeah, we had a, a few examples of flip better, uh, where like I flipped just like insane. I think you did on like recently, I think you only had one game before that. Yeah, Titania couple... was flipping out of her mind. Oh my God. I think we had three games in a row where Titania was like, moderate flipping yeah moderates and red jokers just all the time i was like this feels good this is good <laughs> and then because she has ancient pack I, I remember seeing like just fuming of anger You're like oh my well and there's you know because i don't always try to fight your cruise dixon because generally you got a pretty you like building fighty lists right yeah so generally i don't always like to fight against your stuff because sometimes if i get in that situation i'm not going to come out of it on top because cards are random. So if I do decide like, okay, yeah, we're going to bash this out and you just delete a model is like, well, and then you delete another one. I'm like, well, uh, that's 
the game. I mean, I, yeah. I put my, you know, I put all the chips in on this little fight and I lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. But uh, you actually, you, you got into something else that we were talking about. One of the things that we talked about in that game, in one of the games after maps, you were playing a key tech pick. And that tech pick actually did fantastic work. I think it was Neil Henry. Yeah. Yeah, you were playing the Aspirant. This is the game where I did the stupid move or put in my emissary within like 12 inches of your master. I don't remember that. Yeah, and so that, we I... learned two things. <laughs> Neil Henry, the, the bull rush or whatever you call it. Bulldoze, it bulldoze? yeah. That, that ability is insane. Yeah, I brought and it for the bulldoze and kept him for the stun. That was pretty good. That That is super gross. The stun on Titania would have made all the difference in the world. And there's only like two models in your entire crew that have that? Bulldoze? No, the stun. I remember we looked it up and you had two models because I remember. And, and that's yeah. what I mean by like, the, you have to be able to recognize the weakness. And that's why we keep playing. Because I haven't been able to recognize the weakness outside of like, I need to kill Lohith. Because yeah. honestly, that's been literally every single time that I play against Damien, Lohith is like number one threat in my opinion. Yeah, and that's kind of been interesting because I've been starting to get reps with Damien. Because so playing against... Uh, or playing Arcanist and playing into the pools, something that you'll start to notice, especially if you're kind of getting new into competitive play, there are some crews that are very good. Like Damien, I feel like a lot of times, and I almost get the same feeling with Hoffman, yeah. is they do very well in a north-south fight, like, you know, the standard and wedge. But sometimes yeah. when you go wide, especially into covert and especially into guard, and you go into the diagonal deployments, it's hard for them to kind of spread out wide. Yes. And so that's kind of where I think you need to, if you're trying to figure out your, your keywords in your faction that you really need to play different deployments because you'll find like, yeah, Hoffman does a good job into, you know, guard the stash or does a good job into covert. But when I got to go from East to West in this diagonal corner deployment or in this flank deployment, it's hard for me to get models out that far. Yeah, even in flank deployment where things are technically a little closer. It's still hard just... to get from one side of the board to the other. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, flank deployment technically puts you closer to one point of the map, mm. but it puts you so diametrically opposed to the other side of the map that it's like, uh, I guess I need to like track like two more turns. Yeah, and, and groups like Hoffman specifically, and even like Damien, I think his models like like being next to each other as well. It's yep. tough because then you're not getting the benefits and this model is off by itself and it's no longer in this bubble. So now I can't give it fast if I'm playing Hoffman 1. Maybe I don't have a pylon set up that far over. So, you know, in Hoffman 2, they're not getting power tokens. So yeah. it, it, that's kind of what I'm saying is like those keywords do struggle when you have to go wide. Whereas if I played Marcus, you know, like I play not Marcus 1, but if I play Barkus, yeah. you know, he can go off by himself or I can bring, you know, the cats, the saber tooth, and I can have them go off by themselves, or I could even bring the little bird and that can go off by itself. So there's a lot more options with that going wide as opposed to Hoffman or another bubble crew. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking like you were going to bring a, a summoner of some sorts also for covert recently. A summoner. Because you've been, yeah, because you've been trying out keywords. So I thought that you were like, I don't know, some, we're going to try some deep one at one point or something. Nah. Because summons, what have I ever the only summoner I think I have ever liked is Dashel one. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I I also thought that you were never gonna like Sandeep's 
either version and you enjoy the second. So. Dude, Sandeep 2 is so much fun. Yeah. So that's my point. My point is... You, thought, been you thought I was going to like Karis. Uh, exactly. So I've been wrong twice now about things <laughs> that you like and, and both have been in Arcanist. To be fair, if I gave her more games, I might like her. But the first two games I tried her, I was like, eh, I'm kind of over this. Yeah, but it, again, it was the same reason that I mentioned earlier, which we played Cursed, and I was playing like, uh, Pandora. And Pandora was like, no, just turn off fire here, turn off fire there. Anyway, but like, back to, to the reason for the Summoner is because I've been putting uh, some time into Pandora 2 because Pandora 2 Summon shuts down cover ops, and I didn't realize that until like, somebody did it to me. So she shuts down cover. Summons. Summons shut down cover up. What? If you actually summon a model and that summon model is engaging somebody at the end of the turn, they count as engaged, even if the summon model can never score. As long as they're not insignificant, yeah. Exactly. Sorry, you're absolutely right. Because the rule for summon is, is not insignificant. It's technically insignificant only for my stuff, but not for your stuff. Yeah, it's, Which the same, is, it's the same thing with like a soul stone miner dropping in and denying somebody. Uh, I thought that we found out that the soul stone miner has the same wording as insignificant, but until the following turn, that's like the not, wording. Not that for they have. covert. It says it doesn't count for my schemes and strats, but I can deny you your strat for covert. Excellent. Okay, so so it's basically the same wording as the yep. summons. Yep. That's awesome because that that means you can deny basically on the spot from anywhere on the table. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty That's good. That's amazing. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, it doesn't It doesn't even stop. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Gravity Well doesn't even stop it because Gravity Well says you can place here, but they get to walk. Yeah. You if I remember correctly. They just drop down. It's like, all right, I'll drop six over here and walk to you. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. So that happened to you too, right? Because you have, you use Soulstone Minus in some of your lists. Yeah, I mean, I can bring up, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing, right? I'm not playing Maw anymore and they're versatile, so I can, and it's funny, I was talking to Brody about this. I was just kind of shooting some lists his way. And he was like, yeah, I feel like if you have eight soul stones, you should just bring a soul stone miner in Arcanist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because you can I, just start generating them. I have seen you do that now, I think like five or six times yep. on, on our games. Like you start with two soul stones and I immediately start looking around. Where is that stupid soul stone And <laughs> he needs to die. <laughs> and we so and here's the cool thing when you start kind of exploring a faction, right? I think I'm going to be in love with Colette and the performers. I'm liking this keyword a lot. Yeah. Uh so far I've taken two games against you, her. And you feel like she she's won a, both. Do you feel like she's a dark horse now? I never thought that she was a dark horse. I always said that she's like A tier. She she, not... she used to be, but in this GG, you don't hear about her that often. I don't think we hear about her enough, period, because I think only a select people are playing her. I just I still think that she does everything that she does. I was amazingly. I was, I was talking to Jim about this today. He he because we were talking about how kind of deep cause maybe you can either agree or disagree with this, Dixon. But we were talking in gyms like Arcanists are deep in masters. Their masters are so good. And yes. he thinks that Damien is the reason why we haven't been seeing a lot of these other masters. Yeah, I, I this man speaks the truth. <laughs> Jim speaks the true. truth like, from Maryland. You looked, um, we, I think we looked at, at the, when, when we did the, um, the thing for Arcanists and we were looking at the games, 
Yeah. Uh, Damien had like maybe five, six months, and he had more games than any other Masters at that point. Yeah. That's obscene. Yeah. Like, that means, yeah, he was being played like 10 times more than everyone Yeah, and Damien's, Damien's good. Like, I, I like Damien 1. He can kill stuff. I like Jim actually was selling me on some Damien 2 stuff positioning, and he's kind of got this weird obey thing going on. And I was like, okay, that's something. Maybe I'll try him out once or twice. But yeah. now that now that Damien kind of is just fitting into his roles, there's yeah. other masters and arcanists that can kind of do the same thing as well, if not better. Yeah. So and, and we play some games with Damien and he's disgusting. Like you can still win with him hard. Yep. Yep. So I definitely I definitely agree, but I think now Jim was on the nose with it. Now that Damien's kind of in line with the other masters, now you're going to start to see like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Because I played in that local tournament, and I dropped Colette, and uh, the guy, Brian, that I was playing dropped uh, Barbaros. So mm-hmm. it was into Carve, and I started doing the Carve stuff, and he was like, I forgot how disgusting Colette is. <laughs> I, and that's one of the most surprising parts, because like she was the boogie woman for like, two years yeah. before Damien came out and then Damien dropped and people forgot about her for like a year. Yeah. I also she got to, nerfed twice. I was and gonna, she's still, I was going to say, I, I have to revisit Colette one because I know she got nerfed, but mm-hmm. there's still a lot there. I just, I think maybe in the next GG Colette one might be more viable. So I'll just have to see how it goes. So for my play style, I think Colette one is more powerful. But I was having a lot more fun playing Smuggler because Smuggler just creates resources out of nothing. Yeah. And she is harder to pin down. Yep. Uh, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of people that play Kaleo be like, what are you talking about? You can just like cheat a, a tome and just disappear from the table. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get that. But there's like a resurgence of stun, a resurgence of like models that can actually ignore defensive triggers. So second one just can just say, hey, I'm just going to go to this other uh, thing that's behind me because I took damage and you can't charge me. So good luck. Yeah. <laughs> just disappear. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, and it's anytime you're targeted, she can go to a decoy, which is pretty nice. Yeah. And she summons yeah, no, birds back. Yeah. She's not as offensive. Like that's, a, I think that's the main reason why I'm better with Colette one. It's like, oh, Colette one is a lot more aggressive about her displacements. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second one is more like, Okay, you're kind of near me, so I'm just going to hit you once, teleport you four inches away, and I'm yep. just going to teleport like four inches in the opposite way and just say good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely have been enjoying her, and I've actually started thinking about, you know, using her in not just Carve, because right now she just, she has a disgusting just list in Carve where she uses the Watchmen and she uses J5. I think you're going to see a lot of J5 in Arcanist just because he's he's really good. Um, Harrison, I don't know. He's still good, but he, he does things other models can do. So I don't know if I'm sold on him a bunch, but I'll tell you what, J five and those watchmen are pretty solid freaking little models. Yeah. I think for the cause, uh, Harris, since he didn't get touched at all, he's a steal. I don't think he's a must have, but he, he always puts up work. Yeah. I mean, he helps with your unpack, right? So you can use him for that. You put a condition on him to turn one so he can do a walk so he can kind of keep yep. up with the crew. And then when you start getting into the nitty gritty of the game, 
I'm telling you, man, that meteor hammer trigger where he just punches something and then four inches away, he puts a blast down like, yeah, that, that can you, that can ruin your support line. You did that to Pandora. Part of the 11 damage that went into Pandora was uh, Melissa and him. Yep. Just, just smashing into somebody that's lesser and just I was kind of <laughs> see, but I was kind of sad I did that to you because I'm like. Oh, well, next time Dixon sees that, he's not going to put a model next to Pandora. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess muscle memory. I'm going to be more careful about putting this within two inches of her. Yeah. Yeah, because that was a mistake. But the thing is that even without that, I have to make sure not to put anybody that's defense four anywhere near Harris. And that's a lot harder. Yeah. Because Harris is that five. So if they're defense four, he can guarantee that four damage is going to go into Pandora from like six inches away or some bull crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what? So those are some things that I've been kind of like happily, yeah. you know, like, yeah, man, this has been pretty good. I was going to ask you before you share whatever that what is something either, you know, maybe it's a keyword, maybe it's a title, maybe it's a tech pick. What's a model or something that you found as we've been exploring this that has really kind of been like, you know, a nice model that you're like, man, I need to play this more often. There have been two that have been complete shock and surprise. One is uh, Thun, because uh, I said it before, I love the 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 brain mechanics, and Thun is an incredible model for that. Yep. Uh, but I, I then I expect them to to keep getting better as I keep playing them. What do you like and specifically with that? Intuition. Ah. I can't, I don't know how many times I played against you where I was like, look at the top three cards, and it was like a three three four or some bullcrap like that. I'd be like, I'm gonna attack my own model over there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it happened constantly. It just cleared three cards off the top of the deck. He's defense six and speed six. It was just like, oh wow, he's he's like a one you know one giant army. Or whatever. He's a solo model that just goes, does his thing. Yeah, well, he's 10 points. And he, he's always he's a threat, hard. man, because he can yeah. just come in, put your models in a nice block, and if you're not prepped for it, it just ruins your day. It also heals him. Yeah. That was another thing that I found out when I did it. I was like, this is disgusting, because like he can be a late-game late activation, goes in with intuition, making sure that he doesn't flip the Black Joker, and just, you're gone. Yep. And then it heals him. <laughs> and what was the uh, what was the second model that you're kind of like, oh, that's pretty good. So the second model, uh, we talked about him a lot, and you're like, this model needs to be banned from you. <laughs> and that's the Kurgan. That's a Dixon model. See, the reason why I have to bring him out is like, yeah, yeah, Thune, fantastic model. I love him forever. But I bring Kurgan out of keyword now, pretty much everywhere, to the point that we were playing bands, and you're like, Swamp Fiend. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, I I have spoken about him a lot, but why do you hate the Kurgan? <laughs> so you have to know what kind of player you're playing against, right? Dixon tends to be a little aggressive. That's in his nature. It's fine. It's that dog in him, you know. And <laughs> it's the Kurgan just makes everything worse because it puts it in your face a lot quicker. Because when he activates, he gets to place a model like four inches when he uh three inches then okay and then he has an action where he can push a model x amount of inches and it can go through terrain and crap so it just it makes scary models scarier like oh it's like oh look bad juju is in my face oh look there's titania oh look yep. 
there's the first mate <laughs> look out <laughs> yeah it actually that the reason for first mate that actually happened to us i think it was yesterday that we played yeah it was yeah and uh he was inside a house so he couldn't place anybody but he could still push them through walls so yeah. he pushed the first mate five inches forward and just like all right first mate do your thing he activates leave wham wham wham, wham. yeah yeah <laughs> However, I, you know, I lost that game pretty bad, but I was happy because the Peacekeeper blew up bad Juju and that made everything worth it. Dude, that Peacekeeper just ran roughshod through two models. Yeah. One was one was him and the other one was, uh, uh, which, oh, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was for the Peacekeeper. You, uh, you hurt Sarida for like six damage. I had to stun twice yeah. for that. Well, you forgot about you forgot about the you forgot about the gun attack the the hook or whatever it is. That that because I, I thought it was also the peacekeeper, but it wasn't. The other one was Melissa that did like I think it was like five damage or some bullcrap to yeah. uh, my emissary. Yeah, it hurt bad. <laughs> yeah, Hoffman don't play around. Yeah, no, that was actually one of the games that I was surprised that you didn't bring Hoffman too. Yeah, I well, I was telling you, and this is kind of going to this episode we're talking about, right? Where yeah. I know I like Hoffman too, and I knew he was the better matchup, but specifically I was trying to see, okay, where do I actually like Hoffman one? And I yeah. think that's important when you're looking at the title versus the original is like, okay, what situation do I want the original? What situation do I want the title? And I think there's so many markers that unless I'm playing Carve a Path with Hoffman, I think I want the title in most situations just because... Yes. Uh, it's just more mobile. It picks up these markers. It uh, it's another beater that you got, and you can kind of start abusing that. Whereas yep. the the normal one, it's better in carve because you're making your models faster, which helps you push the marker around. So that's good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just I think that's the big thing, and I just I confirmed that with the last three games of Hoffman one, where I'm like. All right, let's try Hoffman one into this pool. Let's try Hoffman one into that pool. And each time I was just like, nope, this ain't it. Because yeah, there's Hoffman one wants to give out fast, but after the game gets going, it's kind of hard to get him to do big splashy turns. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to heal this robot. Zoop. Okay, I'm going to make that one fast. And then I'm going to walk four inches. <laughs> it's like, yeah, eventually you run out of options because the game. There, there is a point around turn two and three where the game spreads out and Hoffman one becomes very weak when that starts to happen, unless you have something can, that can help him keep up, which is kind of the problem. Yeah. And you, you did try out the guardian, which in that specific matchup was actually I was surprised. Great. Yeah. I was surprised he did. Okay. But I think you can do something similar, if, if not the same with just the riot breaker, because the riot breaker with the upgrade is annoying as hell to deal with. I tell you what, I was so I was surprised because there's enough mobility that you can that the I didn't feel inhibited by the movement four on the guardian, right? Because there were so many little pushes and stuff that I could do, and surprisingly, also take the hit helps him be a little more mobile too. And he's still armor too, so unless you're ignoring armor, I don't feel too bad about taking the hit. Yes, because like yes. oh, I took the hit and took one damage, cool. So and it yep. moved, it placed me, so that's also cool. Yeah, um, you also you also tricked my my brain when you take the hit to block line of sight behind a model, and then later down the line, I think it was like four activations later, I'm like, I'm size four, nothing hides me. What the <laughs> crap did I do? Because uh, I was attacking uh, the stupid uh, mini robot. Yeah, you're, you're trying forgot. to kill the riot breaker. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. I was, so Sai actually asked a question that I was going to ask you, Dixon, and you have tried out this model and I wanted to get your thoughts on it because it is kind of updated, right? So what yeah. do you what do you think about Angel Eyes? Because you have tried Angel Eyes out in a, a handful of games. Yeah, in Curse against Armor, I would take uh, piece Angel Eyes in, especially if I'm playing Sorida, because you can get more shots out of her. But she's now significantly better. So yeah. if there's any a whiff of armor, I drop Angel Eyes now. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, yeah, you dropped it into a Hoffman matchup. And you literally almost killed uh, Envy with one activation. And I was like, yeah. well, Envy has to run away now. So this is good. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the, the only reason why I didn't play it against you is because I wanted to try out uh, more of my tech with the Groot Slang. Gotcha. And honestly, he's been amazing. He, he scores me one or two points every single time we play now because he's just so dang long. And that's it. Like he denies you points, and if he dies after he scores, I don't care. Yeah. Also, getting so many games with these these keywords and factions that we're playing, I'm really mm-hmm. starting to get a feel for like those tech picks, right? Like I'm like, okay, I need a tech pick for removing markers. I need my yep. anti armor. I need you know anti concealment. I need to bring concealment. So. Oh yeah. Is there anything besides Angel Eyes, because Angel Eyes has been good for that, are there any other tech picks that you've been like, oh, I forgot about this one, but it's really worked out well when I brought it? Maurice. Ooh. Maurice, yeah, when I played against you, I brought him with Faye. And that was when I was good. playing Sandeep, wasn't it? And you like ignored my shockwave. Exactly right. And that's the main reason why. And you brought the other dude or two. What was his name? Um uh, what's the oh guy? What's the guy in the core box? Or not the core box? The the yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Uh, guy with the diamond mites. Got the top. He's hat. still bad. Yeah, he's still bad. It's like a grim or something. I can't remember. No, 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 no. Oh, you're talking about Klaus. Yeah, Klaus. My man, Klaus. Klaus is great. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's because you were able to ignore <laughs> like, oh, I don't care. I can walk through your pirate markers and I don't get burning because I'm a friendly. Yeah. The, the big issue with Klaus is exactly what you just described. It's knowing your opponent's crew. So, like, if I meta and I know what your crew does to, like, that degree, then Klaus is, like, super broken sometimes. Like, nothing could hurt Klaus. Yeah. Literally, I just walked through everything that he had because Sandeep is so open about his crew being immune to its own attacks. Yep. And i just like, oh, really? I'm just going to boop a doop doo Oh, I think you had to like directly punch him in the face. I threw him ten inches down the board. Oh yeah, that's what it was. You tossed. I, I literally, <laughs> I literally threw him in my deployment zone and just left him. <laughs> just stay over there. <laughs> just took off. Um, oh. Yeah, so I think a tech pick that I've been pretty impressed with. I'm gonna look kind of down the line here. Yeah. Um, one that I have in my back pocket, but I haven't used yet, is uh, is the Mechorachnid for armor piercing. And right. ignoring hard to wound. That's kind of like, I think if I play against Rezzers, I probably bring that one. I just haven't played against Rezzers yet. Yeah. Or if you think that what you have is not enough to kill Kurgan against me. Because like Kurgan is like the only thing that's armored two in my crew. That an Arachnid would be like perfect yeah. against murdering him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think other tech picks that. That's something better actually. Now that I think about it. Because that make Arachnid is like six points, right? He's like super cheap. Yeah. He's only like six. Yeah, that's uh, in in the matchup that we had specifically. If I had uh, what's her face, I think I would have probably killed the guardian faster if I had Angel Eyes. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, um, but what would I take out? Because I, I really loved everything else that was in that crew. I mean, sometimes you just have to... And honestly, Angel Eyes would have been good there. But yeah. it's kind of like your crew synergized well enough where you didn't miss it too much because you also had the emissary to basically pin my crew down where it was. Yeah. So as long as the emissary grew up and then was able to get that first volley off of those hungry landmarkers, you just stop my crew because I don't have a way to remove them. Yeah, that's big. Take care, Sai. So the tech picks that I've been kind of enjoying specifically i think are neil henry and cassandra felton i, th- I hate cassandra with a passion of a thousand burning cassandra suns. goes good with so many crews it's so annoying like whenever you play here with sandeep i'm just like oh he's just gonna do this stupid bonus action again yeah i get to heal just eight eight hit points throughout the turn that's so gross <laughs> or put four uh shielding whenever on a model because like, you've done that too yep yeah, if things are yeah. topped off, just be like, all right, I'll put some shielding on my metal golem. I'll put some yep. shielding on, you know, this model. That's yeah, pretty good. I need to kill an activation. I activate Cassandra, put four. <laughs> like, I hate that so much. Yeah. You move somebody four inches. By the way, that's another thing that uh, fucking Harris is amazing. Harris, uh, freaking, like, last activation of a core ops or Godfrey. Well, no, cover ops. Yeah, yeah, that was the time that you did it. You activated him, put him into range by removing a condition, and then had him just push models off of each other. And I was just like, I don't know how I can beat that. <laughs> I have to kill him now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so those are kind of the two I've been enjoying. I have brought the Mechanical Rider, which I've had some limited success with. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird model, though. It's one where... I, I feel like it's just, it gets targeted a lot and it's not great at defending itself. So yeah. Yeah. That's why I've been pro increasing their health by at least one, but like they, there's stone, so many things in the game. Cash helps, but then it's a 13 stone model. Correct. Well, and they are incredibly weak to stone stun. Uh, if you stun yeah. them, they, they just go down fast. Yeah. And I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm just like, okay, I mean, the mechanical's fine, but I mean, Maybe I just bring the Corfi duet, and that has seemed to get way more work out for me. Anyways, I feel like I've gotten way more work out of the Corfi duet than I have because yep. um, the mechanical rider. And she's cheaper technically because people usually don't put the upgrades on her. Yeah, because if you split apart. Yep, she's I like did, twelve points. I did. I did kind of uh, show my locals the old uh, "I can split apart and kill what you love" trick. I was yep. playing against that Barbaros player, right, Brian? He's a cool guy. And it was turn, it was the end of turn two, and I had last activation with the Corfi duet. Mm-hmm. So, what I did is I basically I was engaged by a mature Nephilim. I walked away from it because you can do that with the Corfi duet, right? It's agile and whatever. Yep. And, uh, you, and you can, you know, so I just walk away and then I walk again because the, um, the effigy, Split. yeah, well, the, oh. the effigy was. You know, it had the upgrade, so it was about to grow up into the hodgepodge emissary. So I walk, walk, and then I split. Right. And I still had, I think, two high cards in my hand. So I was like, I can kill this thing. So yeah. I split. And then, you know, one of those is not activated. One has. So then you activate the second one. You can bring them back together at that point. 
And then I charged and I beat the crap out of the hodgepodge effigy before it could grow up into the emissary. Yeah, it's super gross. The only reason why it's so balanced, because it is, it is very balanced. It's she loses half her. Health yeah, you're just you're straight. you're straight up at five hit points. Yeah, you literally go from ten to five at, for one action to have a second activation. And you're like, well, I'm allowing my opponent to basically have it easy. You're killing me. <laughs> yeah, and that was the thing. It was like, it, it it's one of those things where you're not going to do it every game, but. In that, I think specifically, if you have a chance to kill an emissary or an effigy with an upgrade, that's one of those times where it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this because it's worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, the funny thing is that the core fee was it was the um, was a vendetta target. So now the whole game, they were just they were just it was it was pretty comical. You're just watching like these flying nephilim just chase this dancing core fee duet around the board, and it was just like doing circles and stuff. It was pretty funny. Yeah, and she's armored uh, too with defense seven, so it's even harder because they have to hit her yeah. to claim the, the. Yeah, she's at half health now, but they have to hit her to claim the freaking point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, min three still only doing one damage too. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah, 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 of course. But I was talking about like defense seven is not a joke. No, like they're only stats six to attack. So well, it was funny. Say- <laughs> it, it was funny, right? Because so I flipped a thirteen to get to a twenty. And Ryan cheated in, you know, the Red Joker to meet me at a 20. He was attacking me with the mature Nephilim. He flips and he black jokers. And then he flips again because he's like, okay, I didn't do any damage. Flips again. He's like at a 12 and I cheated in the 13 to go to a 20. And he just looks at me. He's like, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, dude. The pain, man. The pain is so because it, it's happened to me multiple times playing against you. It happened actually when we were playing also the Corophy. Yeah. Not to that level. I think I, I cheated a 12, and then you were like 13. Uh, tw- <laughs> no, no, no. You're like 12 as well. And I'm like, oh, that is good, <laughs> feels <man>. so good. <laughs> like, you got to attack that thing's like willpower, move, or size, or something because, yeah, yeah that, that defense is super, super good. Yeah, yeah. I'm still an advocate to make them speed seven or movement seven, but I understand that making them move six makes them more likely to get hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, I've been I've been definitely enjoying the core if you do it to the point where it's like I, I might bring this thing out of keyword. <laughs> right? Like that's okay, so that's an amazing feeling. Especially when it's like a, a model that you're having fun with. Well that's what I'm saying. Like and I mean that makes it like super expensive. What is that? Like thirteen stones out of keyword or something? Exactly. And, it's the most expensive model in the game. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like it you if that, I think that's what you want to do when you're exploring your faction and keywords, right? Is you need to find those models that you can get like you're know you're going to get work out of that model. And when I put that duet on the table, I'm like I know I'm getting work out of this. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. The thing is just it it, it makes this money every single time I've seen it on the table. Oh yeah, it's just it's scoring your points, man. Uh, so is there, so I know you were talking about, um, you're trying to do the iron Scorpius, right? Yeah. So I know that you have Titanian Fae. I know you have Zoriad and Swamp Fiend. I know you have, um, whoa with Pandora. What are the other two ones that you're looking at to play with, uh, iron Scorpius? Cause you need two more if you're going to do that. Uh, I thought I thought I needed three. Uh, if I just need two, I I'm thinking about. Yeah, it's, it's uh, five. It's five master. Actually, since it's six round, it might be six. 
I'm gonna that's what up. I was thinking. Oh, yeah, let's pull that up real quick. Let's look at this packet here. Yeah, because like the only other one that I've been practicing with is uh, an elite mimic, uh, mostly because I can still super frenzy, and you've seen me play Lucius with a mature Nephilim uh, under the leash of a lawyer, which admittedly that seems like normal. <laughs> uh, but I love it. I I, I love. The obeys. I love the fact that I just have to be within twelve inches of the mature Nephilim to do anything, and it's so good. Like he draws me two cards whenever he activates the uh, the lawyer, and then the mature can just go off into the distance and just fight for me. Uh, it's very bad against guns. It's the only thing that I've noticed. But aside of that, I've been having a lot of fun with that list. My other two, if I were to actually succeed. And I need and I need to find somebody that can lend it to me at this point because like I didn't realize I was gonna be able to do this. Um, is Chimera because playing against you has reminded me why I used to love playing Chimera. Sure. And the nerf to the cat was not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Okay. I still would like to bring one after playing against you. I'm surprised I, you don't want to play Savage. Uh, I'm not as good with Savage. Oh, uh, okay. I have one gimmick with Savage. And if I get unlucky, I might lose just because of it. Yeah, and you haven't probably tried the title, have you? I have. I have. Oh, okay. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually worse with the title because oh. I haven't put the time. Yeah, I, have, I just haven't put in the time for it. Uh, the other one is Nakima for reasons that are obvious to everybody. Punch and face. Yep. And the last one is puppet. Those are the keywords that I'm working through, trying to figure out and put them at type six if necessary, type five if I don't. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I am not going for Iron Scorpius. I am just mm. picking, I'm probably going to limit it to three where it's just like I'm playing these three keywords and I'm going to, depending on the board opponent and faction, that's how I'm going to determine which ones I play. I mean, it's literally based off of if I can get them because uh, I would have to like borrow them. Like I said, at this point, uh, I do definitely have three, just like you. Yeah. Uh, and we pretty much like tighten down on where we're going to drop each. Uh, yeah. I think my carve is the only one that I got to keep working on, but that's because it's my weakest. Well, it's kind of like, it's funny with you and me, right? Because I think when we play, so yeah. I think we're pretty even on guard the stash and covert. We both kind of can win that game. I yes. think when we play against Cursed, you just kind of got an eye for scalping out stuff, so you kind of have the advantage yeah. there with, against me. Yeah. doesn't mean I won't win, but I think you're just a little better at kind of seeing the weak point when it presents itself for kills. And then, um, and then Carve, I, I just think I just have a better eye, you know, pushing the rocks around than, than yeah. you do. I have, like, uh, what is it called? Something paralysis? Whenever I analysis look at the table. Paralysis. Anal yeah, I got analysis paralysis against you because I've seen you like kidnap randomly and i'm like no i need to move these but also have like a front to fight in case he does that thing i murder whatever he did yeah. <laughs> and I continue with my day <laughs> yeah right because you do that like literally you'll just like jump in snatch one of my upgrades that model is usually like just far away at the end of that snatching that it doesn't die so I need to oh, work on that's why punishing I, that. Well, that's why I like Colette, right? Because I can just put a bird over there, and it's like, if you kill that bird, or if you don't kill that bird, I'm going to kidnap your marker. Yep, yep. And I have to kill a shitty bird and give you a card. Yeah. It happens more often than I would like to admit. Yeah, and it, it's true because, you know, you almost got like, because the last time we played, 
you didn't even push your markers over to score your first point because you were scared I was going to kidnap them. Yes, that that's part of the analysis paralysis. I, I had a plan and the plan was working until you adapted. And then I was like, ah, oh, crap, what do I do now? Well, I can't move this thing anywhere near within two inches of the midline because you're going to steal it. Yeah. So I'm going to get ready to fight and then score in the following turn. And then I scored, I think I scored three ter- three points for the strategy, but I had to miss that first point yeah. for it to work. And then I lost, I think I, I maxed out at five that game, and yeah. then you scored like six or seven. It was like, like I, I just could not finish out the scheme. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, it's just that's something you got to kind of keep working through when you're playing it. And then honestly, I think for I'm trying to think, I think Zoraida 2 is probably your best option for Carve. Unfortunately. I mean, I like her. I, when I played her, I liked her. Well, that's the main reason why I'm trying to play, uh, play with Lucius is I think Lucius is significantly better. So you think Lucius could do card for you? Better. The problem with him is he doesn't fight as well as Sorita. Sorita can do both. She can fight and she can score it. Yeah. Yeah. And she has like two of the best tools for it in the Kurgan and the first mate. Hmm. Yeah. But Lucius has just so many actions, just like free actions left and right. And that's the main reason why I think he can do it better. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you got to work on carve. I, I'm still kind of figuring out where the cursed is. Um, yeah. Anything else you're still trying to flush out with your Neverborn going into tournaments and stuff? Uh, just tighten up on actions. Like the things that we are, uh, how can I say this better? We have been playing where at one point in the game, we start beating the crap out of each other with min damage. Yeah. And sometimes we can scalpel out uh, and, and like concentrate, punch a model for like six damage and then like take them out in one hit. Now we've done that before, but I think that to get to that top end, uh, we need to get better at tightening up my our efficiency. That's what I mean by that. Because I think we we there's a lot of the actions that we're missing out on on optimized damage. Yeah, and I'm yeah. starting to notice that with a lot of, especially with keywords like Sandeep, where, and I'm getting better at this, where I'm like, okay, I can set this up where I'll have hazardous terrain over here, and yeah. I can use my wind golem to pick you up, do two or three damage, but then I'm going to do one damage with the collision trigger, and then I'm going to do one more damage with the hazardous terrain. And I think you saw me do that to your other Grim model there, Heldegrad or Hildegrad, whatever her name is, where the yeah, wind yeah, golem Hildy. just dunked her into the ground. <laughs> Hildy took five damage because you moderate, like you double, you, I don't know if it was double or, or you, you basically neg into moderate damage and then did two more damage separately. So she took five damage from a random attack that wasn't even like focused. It was just yeah. like, oh, boop, and take five. Yeah, it was just... Three damage, slam me on the ground one, slam me into the vent steam another one. Ha ha. Yep, yep, yep. In collision. It was yeah. so gross. I, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, well, goodbye, girl. Like, <laughs> there's no, yeah. Because she, you could not do focused attacks on her. Well, and that's kind of part of getting the reps, right? Like, you start to recognize, like, when somebody puts models across the table, you see models where it's like, that's a model that needs to die because it stops what I'm doing. And with Hildegrad, she doesn't let me use focus. So I have I generate a ton of focus with Sandy. Yeah. So I want to be using that. 
And if she's hanging around the middle, that can't happen. So I was like, okay, that model needs to be removed. How do I best do that? Dunker into Ven's team. That worked pretty good. Yep. And it's it's that type of play that I, uh, I was referring to. So that's a perfect example. Thank you. Yep. But we're also talking about card discipline. Yeah. And I get awful at card discipline when You're I'm better not playing than me, though. Well, it's only because I play mostly models that don't draw cards. Yeah. Like I play Fey and Woe, which are notoriously bad at drawing cards. Uh, but Especially whenever I play, you forget to draw cards with Nefarious Pack with Pandora too. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, it, exactly. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that happened. I there was like three turns, and I won that game, and I forgot to draw them cards. That's not good because yeah. it could have gone the other way easily. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the the big issue that I have is I get used to drawing cards whenever I play Sorata. So right now, draw so many dumb cards yeah, that's pretty that good. I forget. And then my card discipline goes out the window whenever I play Faye. Because <laughs> you've seen it. Like, I play uh, freaking Titania 1. Yeah. And Titania 1 does not draw cards. She murders you, but does not draw cards. Dude, <laughs> I will tell you, I love looking at the seven cards in my hand when I'm playing Sandeep. Because when you see it, you don't even care if you have high cards because... You, you just get to do so many things with low and mid cards that it's like, okay, this is a Sandy hand. I can do something with this. So yep. you can discard for actions. You can cheat to get your moderate stuff to go off. Um, and then if you have a couple high cards, you can use that for a random punch in the face. It's like, it's, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think you have also access. I'm not saying that it's a good. You also have access to models like the, uh, the Mechanical Rider, which I have seen you draw like five cards before he dies. Or it dies. Yeah, I just against aggressive players, you have to put the Soulstone cash on there. Correct. So, which is I don't, I don't like being forced to use upgrades a lot of the time. So, um, yeah, it's just if I bring it, I have to just suck it up and realize it's a thirteen stone model. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you had a way to also uh, take the hit for it, uh, which I don't think they have an access to, right? I mean, in Hoffman, I do, and then I can bring the mannequin that does. There you go. That's good. That's a good answer. He's like, what, four points, three points? The uh, mannequin's four or five out of keyword. There you go. And it's a healer. It's a healer for living, which is, I was a little bit disappointed yeah. when I was looking into performers. I mean, most. I, to heal I mean, most. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't do that, but that's why J5 is good because J5 heals constructs. Good lord, he's so good. Every now and then, I'll remember how good he is. Like, I hit one of your models for stun the first time. The first time this happened, I was like, oh, that's not good. Because I was like, I'm not going to interact with J5. And I'm going to hit this model that's, like, over here and stun him. And you're like, okay, he's within six inches of J5. J5 now gets stunned. Yep. And I was like, that's not good. That is, that is a bad, this bad things are happening now. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, right, because... You're starting to see, and it's a little worrisome because usually this is when weird gets into like nerf territory, right? There's a yeah. lot of lists where you can just plug J5 in and anytime he's a versatile model though. So I don't think that's a bad thing. And he's not, yeah. he's not overpowered, right? It's not like you stat five on his attack, you know, he can do an extra action or heal a model. That's a construct. And it is, his attacks only like two, three, five with like crit strike. So yep. it's, it's like, I get it, 
right? I get why people kind of use him a bunch, but it's not like it's kind of like Bo Peep. I feel like he's not overpowered. Yeah, he's. I I think that he's perfectly fine because I don't see him in every single list. Yeah. He is a good model to have. Uh, I think that he's what Tuco wanted to be. Maybe. Because like they they put they put a three inch uh, move instead of a two inch move like they did with him mm-hmm. with with a J five, and I still don't want to bring him. Yeah. Like I even said, I was like, unless I'm playing corner, I really don't even look at this model. Because we tried it out, and he was exactly what we described. Yeah, it was like, fine. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he moved the model six inches, and then he did nothing for the rest of the game. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, J5, amazing model. The best way that I've dealt with him, honestly, is trying not to interact with him. And even then, you, P, have found ways to force him to be interacted with. Yeah, I mean, I started getting <laughs> smarter about getting him into it because he is, I mean, you can't charge him. So, you know, it, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like you got to deal with him another way. <sighs> well, he can't charge pe- people around him either. That's the thing that infuriated me when I first had to fight him. Yeah, if he's in the middle middle. Yeah, because you, you force him in front of people with the mechanical rider. I remember you like at one point in time, you're like, all right, right with me, put him yeah. in front. And now you have to deal with him. All right. Do I really? <laughs> it's annoying. Even a willpower four. I'm just like, this guy, this guy's armor one, seven health. Why is he here? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, is there, because I mean, as I'm going through Arcanist, there's some stuff that I might be interested in trying in the future, but I right. just haven't given it a look yet. Like I haven't given Tony a look. I haven't given Rasputino a look. And I I'm not messing with Mayfang either. Those are kind of the three that I'm just like, ah, I'm not messing with those right now. So personally, I can tell you that I had a lot of fun with Mayfang, Raspy, specifically. Uh, Tony, I did for like the first, I want to say like five or six games. But then the more I played her, the more I'm like, ah, she's so limited. Because like all she does is like, she has like a bubble where if you get into that bubble, then it's problems. Yeah. But she she's... That's that's what she is. She's like, I'm gonna plant my flag here, and you know, fury be thy name or whatever. She's just <laughs> have, have fun. Uh, she's not like when you play. Say, I'm gonna let's go with performance since like that was the most recent thing that we, yeah. we actually play. Uh, that was not like Damien. Damien is is. I'm gonna go to this point of the table and strip one model's defenses and just make you know that model die. And let me tell you, that's actually very cool. But it's also like, as an opponent, I'm just like, please don't. (laughs) I love this model. I had to play a game, an entire game where the Kurgan was just away from him, right? So that's the thing he does. Uh, But with performers, I have seen you just spread yourself out throughout the entire uh, map. Yeah. And I have to, as an opponent, figure out how to deal with that. And some of your models, you can't spread out and start dealing with people you have to like clump up into a model kill it or deal with that model and then move on to the next one examples are Corfi and carlos yeah and your I, master yeah i mean i was looking at because i think and this is kind of my epiphany today as i was just kind of because when you're you're trying to figure out what you like into what pool right and what deployments yeah. and what missions I, I felt like I wasn't finding something that I liked that could do like the diagonal deployments with corner and flank. 
And I, I felt like I needed something a little better into guard the stash and into covert. And I'm just kind of like, why am I not playing Colette more in those missions where I need to be faster? Because her keyword yeah. is so fast and mobile that I yep. feel like I can do a way better job of reacting to what's going on on the board with her keyword instead right. of trying to force like Hoffman or force, you know, Damien or something into a wide board. And you you arrived to the point that I I meant to get to, like I was trying to build up, was poor Tony is more a reactionary master. You come into her area, you come into my house, and then she just ruins <laughs> it, right? Because that's what she she does yeah. like heinous amounts of damage on her title, but she doesn't have the defenses of the other one. And then the other one is like, I'm gonna be over here. I'm gonna punch you every single time you decide to attack me in melee. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to reduce damage like a boss and heal up like a boss because that's that's what she does. So she's too reactionary, in my opinion, to the current meta. I don't know if other people, you know, have found a way to make her any better. I hope that somebody can tell me otherwise. I know some people are liking Tony two more, I think, than Tony one. Um, like I said, I haven't given her a great look, but I know just from looking at the chat in the weird Discord that I think people are higher on the title than they are the original. I mean, it's really hard to ignore four damage at attack. Yeah. That's what she does. She, it's not an irreducible damage, but four damage is fairly high. Yeah. So I definitely, and Rasputina, I mean, meh, I saw what you did with her. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a little cute, but I'm kind of like, man, I can do other things. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing. Uh, honestly, I, I think you're going to have a lot of, if you are kind of like me in that sense, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with Mei Fang, the foreman in Carve. Because that's where I had the most fun when I was playing them. Yeah, I mean, Mei Fang, I actually, I was going to try, but I'm finding, and this is actually kind of the same with Rasputina, right? Is yeah. I'm finding that I like the good models in those keywords, but I can just play them in Sandeep. <laughs> I not. I'm like, like, I like the ice golem. I actually think the ice golem, except for the blizzard aura, that does not work better in Sandy, but everything else with the ice golem works better in Sandy. I feel because you're putting, I feel like I can put more ice pillars down. If I really want to, I can teleport the, uh, the ice golem. So I can literally place it a few times a turn, like four inches. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like it just, it can punch in better spots than in in Rasputina. And same thing with the Metal Golem. I feel like I don't have to waste actions riding the rails because I can place it with Sandeep and then I can, you know, pitch a card to have an academic tell the Metal Golem to take a walk out of its activation. And then I'm yeah. just punching during its activation. So I just, I feel like some of those like elemental stuff works better in Sandeep just because Sandeep 2 is just more efficient at getting models where it wants to go. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. Uh, basically, the the golem's damage and mobility is higher in Sandeep. Yeah. The only claim to fame, just from observation, this is not me playing it, just watching you play, uh, is she's tougher. She will take longer to kill than Sandeep. That's literally the only thing. And that yeah. being said, Sandeep, and this is taking into account the fact that both of them heal a lot. Yeah. Like they both heal a lot. But yeah, between the both of them, I think she still takes a lot longer to kill. Yeah, I mean, I saw that when I was trying to kill her, right? Like, 
She's yeah. like got a getaway. She's putting ice pillars down. She's running away. It's definitely yeah. definitely something there. She's putting ice pillars while she's running away, while also getting shielded yeah. and healing. It's like what the like she can do a lot. <laughs> yeah, I put the I when play, when I was playing Sand Deep, I put the Blizzard or up like twice in two games, and I was just kind of like, I mean, it's good, but I don't ignore this, so I can't. That's yeah, now that's now an area that Sand Deep's crew can't go into. No, no, you you do as long yeah. as they're academics and, nope. and elementals. No, nope. why not? So if you look at, let me go to. I thought that the rule said that it ignored friendly so, stuff. So, so that's what you think when you initially look at it, because when you look at Sand Deep, the one with everything. So it says friendly academics and elementals may ignore the effects of friendly terrain markers and the effects of other friendly models' demise abilities and shockwave actions. Oh! You don't ignore the aura that the Ice Golem puts out with Blizzard. I thought it counted as friendly terrain. Oh, it's not a friendly terrain marker. Oh, snap. Okay, that. yeah, you're right. I, huh. Yeah, because it's not a marker, <laughs> it's an aura. So in yeah. that specific situation, if you're not November, you're taking like two damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that sucks, I guess. So his damage is not you can't, higher than You can't have everything, right? It's like. Yeah, no, no, but that was like, I was actually calculating the blizzard into it because I thought it ignored the damage part. Nope. Because there's so many movement shenanigans in your crew, especially with the wind golem. Wind golem, smash, take minimum so, one four. And, take. and that's the thing, like early activation, like if I brought the ice golem and I'm like, I don't need to engage with my opponent um, at that time, I, I would put the ice golem in there and pop blizzard just because it's good. But, um, that's very few games because usually I'm a little closer to the ice golem. Yeah. And unless you're playing one of these specialized crews that don't have armor, because like I've seen an increase in models that have like one armor. Yeah. Especially in guild. Oh, like yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, it, I think I'm taking into account also like code a little yeah. too high. So like not taking into account that and not taking into account free core. I don't know why I feel that I've seen armor one more. What do you think? I seen. I think you're right though. There's a lot of models I've seen coming out where it's just like it seems like one armor is kind of stapled yeah. onto a lot of cards. In the new book, let's see, Damien one. Pretty much everything has armor. Well, half the models have armor one. Yeah, like Bonatti, the low half, the Gamin, you know, stuff like that. Okay, yep. but I don't think cavalry or cavalier has that. What do you like? Yeah, you know the crew better. Cavalier has a lot of armor, dude. Well, I only know of the big guy, the the wall. The rockets, rocketeers have armor one. Okay, Louisa, I think she's. That's still, right. I think she still kept armor one. She did. The, she did. The T robots have armor. Oh my god, you're right. Um, I think. <laughs> armor the, two. I think. I think the sappers have armor one. No, those ones are the ones that I looked up. They okay. they have duck and cover. That's right. Which is this like significantly better for a lot of things. So yeah, there's there's quite a bit of just splashed on armor on tall stuff. Okay. Okay. Fair. So that's. Basically, half of two keywords so far. Theory, a lot of armor there, pretty much. Uh, what are what are we missing? There's three. Oh, uh, no armor in the undead vampires. Yeah, there's a little armor in the story stuff. Yeah, there's only one model in the vampire thing. It's it's the same model that Theory has on Sealy Engine. Yeah. And you said the stories the stories have like I half, think Tongguan right? does. Yeah, it's only it's only Tongguan actually. I think so. Right. 
Oh my god, you're right. Not so, that yeah. the rest of the gear is pretty good. So <laughs> in the new book, there's a good selection of armor, except for two keywords. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess Bayou if I was a lot of Bayou got a lot of armor. Yes, yeah, that's also true. I forgot to say angler. Is there another keyword? Because I don't want to like forget about. But yeah, angler also has hermits, and it has uh, what you call it the the big boat, and uh, has one more as far as I remember. Cervantes. Cervantes, and that's it. So it's only three models out of the entire keyword, but it feels like more because Uncle Bog is hard to murder. Like he is super hard to deal with, and skulkers. They have stealth and don't need to be anywhere near the fight, so they're like usually surviving the yeah. apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's just it's interesting looking at all this stuff. Um, I mean, but... the, the entire point of me mentioning the armor is armor one seems to be a lot more prominent. I don't know about you, but I'm not. Yeah, so ignoring armor is just generally a good deal. Correct, or doing multiple forms of damage, which is what you've been doing. Yeah, because Blizzard is two damage and hazardous. Which is what sparked this conversation. <laughs> yeah, and Sandeep's kind of interesting with that because on top of that, you're usually going to have some things on fire. So that's correct. another source of damage that you're taking at the end of the turn that you have to account for. Also correct. Like it's, there's so many little, and then you have models of Flameborn, which don't give a crap. Yep. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, think, I think the Blizzard is not as necessary anymore. No. That's what I was trying it's to very, it's, it's very corner case. Like I said, I see a couple times where I'm like, okay, that's not bad here. But like, usually it's like, nope, I'm just going to push, you know, punch stuff and then heal. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you also do minimum damage five, right? Uh, I can, yeah. Yeah, that's so gross. I did How that. Do you live with yourself. I did that in the <laughs> tournament and they were like, come again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Yeah, take five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the last thing that you could mention, because I already mentioned, like, in general, where I want to put my keywords. Like, I said, okay, for Curse, it's going to be Fae and Woe. For Covert Ops, it's going to be uh, Swamp Fiend and maybe Woe, depending on, on who I'm playing against. Uh, Guard is uh, Fae and Swamp Fiend. Or woe, depending on the faction and the map. That was the hard part to decide. So I still got like, you got granularly. And then finally, for curse is, uh, what call it? It's Fey One, unless <laughs> I'm playing against Arcanist or Bayou, and maybe uh, what you call it, Explorers, and then it's woe. Those are literally like I really like like planned it down. So how do you feel? Do you have something similar? Yeah, I mean, for curse, there's a lot. There's a lot of ways I can go. For Cursed, I actually have Sandeep, Hoffman, or Damien. So mm. those are kind of the three that I'm like, okay, I can run those. Um, honestly, factions that have a harder time with armor, I'm kind of like, ah, I could just slam down, you know, Hoffman here and it'd be hard for them to deal with. Uh, oh, yeah. By Bayou specifically, I'm like that. Bayou has a hard time usually with armor. So yeah. I'm kind of like Hoffman's just a good drop into Bayou. Uh Looking at Covert, I'm looking at like a lot of two-inch reach stuff. So once again, Sandeep can go there. Colette actually is pretty mobile and has like some good two-inch reach. Uh, Marcus has some good two-inch reach. So I've thought about Marcus there. Hoffman, if it's in the right deployment and terrain, I could drop him there. And then Guard the Stash, 
I think I'm still kind of leaning Sandeep there. I can also bring Hoffman there. Um, I think Damien's got a lot of play there, so I'm not... Specifically, Damien, too, I'm kind of curious on now. I was talking with Jim about that earlier because mm-hmm. he has a lot of positional moving stuff that could be good in guard. Yep. Uh, and then uh, or, um, Carve a Path, uh, I think that's either Hoffman 1 or Colette. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably could do that with Marcus if I really wanted to. I could do it with even Sandeep. Sandeep's pretty quick as well. So okay. I have three or four options there as well. So I'm spending my time now just testing out which situations and matchups I think the keywords are better in. Right. So I'm just kind of playing around with that. I'm playing you know, around with that at my local games each week and then games against you and other people I'm playing with. So yeah. it's, it's been interesting kind of flushing it out, which the more games you get with a faction and these keywords, the more you can kind of be like, okay, I like this in this specific situation, but I have a good spread and I'm just trying to nail it down really. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I know. Again, I apologize. Like my picks sometimes are really weird because, like, whenever I play Pandora or whenever I play Sarida, it throws off some of the the, the techniques that you have developed for other factions. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, I, I think that we're gonna see at least two masters that are gonna have a base. But I think I think that's see, and I think it's good to to play your keywords in difficult matchups or not ideal situations because. You know, if you obey some of my stuff or if you, you know, heave or you move or you put markers down where it's hard for me to move, it, it, I think that's actually a better way to test out your keywords because, you know, you're very few times are you going to go into a matchup and it's just like everything works perfect. You're going to be models are going to be attempted to be kidnapped. You're going to have, you know, models that are going to get blown up. You're going to have something bad happen in the game that is not ideal. And when you're play against crews like Zoraida, Titania, and Pandora. It just has you figure out how to use your crew in not ideal situations. Like when you play against Pandora, you're just like, okay, I really can't put, you know, conditions Conditions. on myself. Or if I do, I have to be very selective where I do it. Okay, I'm going to have stunned. I need to find a way to deal with stunned or just kind of live with it. So that's just kind of what you need to do in those kind of matchups. It's not a bad thing because... There's a lot of masters in each faction who make your life miserable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and uh, Hessa's terrain and terrain also. I know that you've been picking up on like, okay, I can't play this crew in this specific type of terrain. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, been times I, where it's like, okay, this crew is going to take too long to unpack because there's either maybe a funnel point or a choke point or, you know, there's too much severe terrain. And it's like, okay, I just can't operate this crew on this board. And just a clear overview for the listeners, a funnel point or a choke point is a place where in the board, you're going to see models go from like a big crew to like a very small picture. You're going to see like three or four models all grouped into to the same place. You'd never want to do that. Yeah, it's, like going, That's through, why, it's yeah. like going through a doorway. Like you have to go through like there's if you don't go through this point, it's so inefficient that, you know, it's going to probably just cost you the game in positioning. So, and your opponent knows you're going to go through that area. So that makes you more predictable. So that's where you, sometimes you look at that board and you're like, oh, I have to drop Colette or I have to drop Sandy because I need to be able to place over these barrels or I need to be able to zip around this house faster. And, you know, you can't play your slow trudging list of like, you know, Hoffman two, because it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm not going to get up this board fast enough. 
Yeah, and even Hoffman too. He has ways around that because he has bulldoze. If I remember he, correctly, he does, but the rest of his crew doesn't. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, like in in things that you can get around with, and both in Guild and Arcanist with Hoffman, is you bring in the writer. But the thing is, that's a huge chunk of your list out. Yeah. So you have to learn how to adapt the rest of your crew without all the optimization that you have done so far. Yeah. Yeah, and the writer is not necessarily great in Hoffman though because. There's very few models you can choose for your like ride. Excuse me, your ride with me, because most of Hoffman's good stuff is size three. I thought Hoffman was size two. Uh, not Hoffman two though. No kidding. Hoffman two is like size three or four. Oh my god, that's okay. That explains a lot. He size he size three, so you can't you can't ride the big Hoffman around. Okay, okay, that's fair. I didn't know that. So um, if you bring the if you bring the rider with Hoffman two, you can pick up Joss and you can pick up Melissa and that's probably the two you would do. Yeah. Miss core actually does enjoy that because she is kind of slow. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's B five. No, but not from the corner. (laughs) True. It's Yeah. yeah, Cause like from the corner, you want her to be more uh, like, see you ride with me with her, put it up front. That's what seven, eight inches. And then she activates moves and then charges. Yep, or if she gets lucky, she can just charge if she's already in range. That's also true. Yeah, you got 12, transfer 12-inch running gun. Yeah, actually, so you're right. So it's technically, you know, 7-inch because you can transfer power for the two, so. Yep. Yeah, I know because I played against you, and yep. I've seen my fair share of, like, I'm going to concentrate, charge, use my focus, use my power token, and flip three cards to shoot that one model that's like... It's like kablamo, <laughs> kaboom! Yeah, I've I've lost so many five po- uh, point models to that woman. It's it's insane. Yeah, she's good. Turns out. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. So I I think that's kind of the big thing is just kind of recognizing like when I need mobility versus that. And it's been funny because you would think that I would like Marcus too, right? Because he's pretty mobile. Right. But I just I. I prefer Marcus one just because I like knowing exactly where these upgrades are going and I like drawing cards. So, you know, the drawing cards thing is like more beneficial to me than being like, I'm going to do this weird discard thing to put upgrades eventually where I might need them. And then Marcus is going to go leap and go kill something. And then this other thing's going to go leap and blah, blah, blah. And so that's where we differ. Remember when I said that, like, I have to practice more card discipline. Yeah, because I have models like Faye One, you're like me in in the opposite way. I would take Marcus Two because I have the discipline to like, okay, I'm I'm just not gonna draw cards. I'm just gonna suffer. Yeah, and then specifically pick out and choose my battles. But that sucks if you get a bad hand, right? Yep. In your case, you have learned to go through the cards in a steady pace and you can draw up to like fucking what seven cards in a turn you monster yeah that is true i mean i am because if you look at who i'm leaning towards right like so marcus one obviously you have card draw there correct uh, damien you have the configuration to manipulate that also Col- colette's kind of the weird one where i think the reason i like colette is because she's so efficient where i don't usually need to Really, most of the stuff that is just her doing her thing and then yep. defending herself, right? So I can just kind of keep the higher cards to defend myself or to get that one action that I need to go off. Yes. Um, and, and you get uh, more soul stones. That's what she does. And then Hoffman I like just because you have power, 
power tokens. So I can blow my hand and then just be like, cool, I got a bunch of power tokens. I'm going to just depend on these positives. Heart of the cards. Let's see yep. what happens. Peacekeeper, plowy kills bad juju. Yep. You have <laughs> learned to keep at least two cards in your hand if an execute is on the table, though, which I, I like the that kind of like discipline that you've developed. You're like, wait, somebody has yeah. to execute. Keep yeah, cards. I'll, I'll hold on to it. It's not just for that, you know, like especially Hoffman and even um, even honestly with Sandeep, there's a lot of models that have like flurry. Oh my and, god! Yes. And it's just good. It's just good to hold on to those. Just be like, yeah, I think I need an extra action here, flurry. Yep, and take the hit to yep. get extra movement and to diminish the actions. I I, I saw that in our last Hoffman game. That was pretty yep. cool. Yeah, so it, I I definitely have gotten better at not dumping my entire hand, and I have gotten better at holding a good card just reactionary. Right. Um, but I have no problem going down to like two cards. Plus, it's easier with Arcanist anyways because you can have seven cards. Yep. So. No, I, I, I'm I loving uh, all of the development that we've done because it's like we we finally sat down and said, all right, we want to do well at the very least. I think you, you're you doing way better than I am, to be honest. I think you're doing like, fine. I mean, I'm refining on how to kill models, which <laughs> helps me in Curse. That's the main reason because I, I was always an aggressive player for that. But I, I'm worried about one thing. And there was an old Adash way back in the day, I'm talking like 12 years ago, where people used to say, the way that you beat Dixon is you feed him a model a turn. <laughs> and I don't want to fall into that trap again, because that, that was that used to be a thing. And I'm yeah. not even one of the best aggressive players out there. I'm like, you know, I've dropped in, 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 in standings of like the most aggressive player. And some of the best players that I played in the world are not even aggressive. Yeah, like Angel, true. Angel, Dimitri, all these players are just incredibly good at like knowing how to get the most juice out of every action. Yeah. Just like, just like squeeze that orange until there's nothing left. Yeah, I think you, uh, I think we need to grind about, grind out a bunch of carved games for you so you can just try to figure <laughs> that out. I mean, I've been, I've been a good sport so far, but I've been getting my, my butt kicked uh, every time that we play Carve. I don't think I've won a game. Well, play, and... You need to play somebody not Pete in Carve and see how you do. I mean, I have, and I've won them, but I don't I do not do anything Dixon-like in, in any of those games. Every single time that I play somebody that's not you, I try to copy you. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's like well, literally, you, you so can ask we, Lance. So when we play, <laughs> just copy me and do the me thing to me. It doesn't work all the time. I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. Like it doesn't work all the time. Cause like the thing is that you adapt. Cause like, it's like, you know, what's coming. And I'm not like, oh crap. Like, remember that game where I, I literally did not score that one time. And then I scored three turns after that, that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that was me trying to copy you. <laughs> you didn't. You did confuse me in that game because yes, you, you didn't have anybody buy the marker starting off turn one, and I was like, "What kind of game are you playing here?" It's like I was how, playing your game. I was like, "How are you scoring points?" <laughs> I was like, "I did. I've never did done score. that. I've never done that though." Uh, I mean, I beg to differ, but yes, <laughs> well, I, I I always start off with models next to the markers. I'm not gonna, you All know. Right. I always want a model to kick. So I do wait to see. I don't try to kick the carve marker my first two activations if I can help it. Right. Because I want to kind of start reading. Because people for... And you, I'm not saying this is the wrong way to play because, you know, everybody has their reasons and everybody wins games. But yeah. um, I, 
I think people tend to kick their can too early. And yes. you got to think the first time you move that marker, you're hinting to your opponent what your game plan is. At that moment, you're being like, okay, I'm planning on going up the middle or I'm planning on going right or left. And as soon as I can kind of read that a little bit, I'll make a decision depending on if you have some heavy hitters or I'll make a decision on whether your scheme runners are going that way. Because if you're sending squishy models, I can be like, cool, I can dive, you know, a core if you do it in there and kill that squishy model real quick and steal your marker. Yeah, or sometimes, and this is the one that confused me the most, you send a model that knows cannot die to steal my marker and then pass it around through your own crew. Yeah. And then I'm just like, uh, I can attack that model that stole it or I can try go, to chase Go get my one. marker back. <laughs> the, the correct answer is to go get your marker back just for anybody <laughs> listening. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like I count the actions for, you know, at least like three to four Dude, actions for it. And it's when just I, like, this is a bad idea. When I see somebody, so I will send a model to go kidnap it, right? Right. And when I see them attack the model instead of going to get their marker, that's when I know yeah. I won. Because even if you kill that model, you're I play the type of cruise that you will never see that marker again if you don't get it back real quick. Yeah, no, and, and like, I still, like, I will never forget when Mecha Mima stole my marker and I never saw it for the rest of the game. Yeah, basically, it and, it, so cool. and it was Mecha Mima, so I'm like, he's not going to kill her. I mean, she's yeah. just, she's just going to walk right. away eventually, and I did. It, the funny thing is, like, I did try to attack her twice. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to make her pay for it. And then you kept scampering. Like, you didn't cheat yourself yeah, and then, too high. And then the little ass hollered her back. <laughs> and then the little, yeah, I was like, all right. So he took, like, She's two like, damage come back. <laughs> and ran away. And then now I'm never going to see her again. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and then I said, and then basically there was, like, a wall of terrain that had a very tight corridor. And I basically parked Mecha Meemaw there. And was yeah. like, if you want to get near those markers, you got to go through her. No, yeah, I don't remember scoring any points in the strategy that game. I remember it was I bad. Think, I think you, I think you had one. I think you got like one point. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's my point. My point is, uh, I need to get better at not being as aggressive. But I think that's not something that I'm gonna achieve easily. So I'm just. That's why yeah, I'm, I'm I, going for Iron Scorpius and trying to have as much fun as I can. Yeah, I think when you're playing against Carve a Path, you just kind of have to be a little more patient because it's. I think it's natural just to be like, I want to walk, kick, walk, or I want to, you know, kick, walk, kick. Mm-hmm. Like you want to move that marker as far up as possible. Yeah. But you got to really look at, okay, is there a model that's threatening to take that from me? Because if there is, you might want to reserve those actions until you can kind of read what your opponent's doing. So, 100 yeah I, I hope people you know i think a lot of people like carve a path but there definitely is an art to it you really got to feel it out and you know you got to have the right build because if you just bring like two models to run like i i want my whole crew to be able to move those markers when i need to that's it's so the, hard and that's why that colette <laughs> list is so dirty because every model in that list even the birds are threatening markers and just think those birds are move seven so i can yep. move i can fly a bird 14 inches over to your marker and if you don't deal with it it's just kicking it back to me yeah you literally the moment that that, that bird lands on the marker you have to focus and shoot it so if you have a, no way to focus and shoot it and do at least three damage to it, it it's like a waste and well, the problem is sometimes they, only that's have, they only have like two hit points though oh i thought it was three no i think it's two but yeah in any case 
Yeah, in any case, you have to hit them. You have to yeah. hit them. And sometimes the only gun that I had in, in some of my crews was like Sarita. And I was like, well, F. <laughs> Is this a reason for me to have the stupid Gator guy? And the best thing, <laughs> if you kill the birds, I get to draw a card. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to leave it there, Dixon. Hopefully people got a little bit out of kind of our th- thought processes on figuring out what keywords we like, learning lessons, models that kind of worked or didn't work for us as we're kind of fleshing this out. Uh, but as we, I mean, Nova's coming up this weekend, so that'll be cool to see how everybody does with that. So good luck to uh, people going to Nova. I'll put this out before that. So people that are traveling can enjoy a podcast. So you're welcome. I, I'm kind of excited to see the results of Nova because it's yeah, me too. like the first huge tournament right after the Iran. Post nerf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then hopefully soon after that, we'll get the pools for the Houston GT and we can start kind of doing some episodes on maybe some bat reps of that. So that'll be fun too. Oh, yeah. So I think until next time, though, make sure that you guys are flipping cards, flipping tables, and we will 